This is The Drive Show with Peter Vlahos. Welcome back to Drive with Peter Vlahos on this Monday. And, of course, we're getting really excited because here at SEN, certainly I'm looking forward to broadcasting all the Perth Glory matches this coming A-League season. They kick off this weekend. Uh, That is the A-League and the Glory away to the Western Sydney Wanderers. And the Perth Glory, by the way, have got their season launch at Crown on Thursday, so I'm looking forward to emceeing that. And we'll be speaking to Anthony Radich, the new CEO of the Perth Glory, on the program on Wednesday to give us his thoughts on how the club is placed. They've certainly been very active during the off-season. A huge turnover of players. Of course, Andy Keogh now, the head of recruitment, the former star of the Perth Glory, bringing in a lot of players. So we'll get a snapshot on how the Glory are travelling basically off the field when we speak to Anthony Radich on this program on Wednesday. But in the meantime, let's look at the wash-up this weekend. It was the Australia Cup final or the Cup final. And, of course, MacArthur FC uh, defeated Sydney United 58 by two goals to nil. It was the Manchester Derby or Derby this morning. Manchester City beating Manchester United 6-2 or 6-3, in fact. We'll discuss that. But Alex Brosk, of course was an outstanding footballer, an Australian professional footballer in the A-League, with particularly Sydney FC. He's now in the media. He's working with Network 10 and Paramount Plus, and you'll see him across the screens this A-League season. And he joins me on the program. Thanks for your time, Alex. No problem, Peter. Good to be on, mate. Yeah, it's a big year for football, isn't it? We've got the A-League, uh, we've got the World Cup. Uh, it's all ahead of us, isn't it? It is. It's a big, um, you know, big couple of months coming up. Obviously, the Socceroos doing their bit to qualify as well and, and give us a, a team to cheer on in the World Cup later this year. But yeah, you're right. Look, all the other codes are, are, are you know, finished now. The AFL, the uh, the Rugby League, and you know, it's sort of clear air for football to, to take over from now on into the summer. And you know, we've got some big games already lined up in the A League this uh, this coming week. And um, like you said, a World Cup to look forward to in you know, only a couple of months' time. Uh, and then the Women's World Cup as well next year. So it's, um, yeah, a big 12 months for football. Nah, looking forward to it. And, of course, uh, I'm looking forward to being heavily involved with that as well. But, Alex, firstly, the weekend just gone. Uh, well done to MacArthur FC. They've picked up their first piece of silverware, the new franchise in the A-League, by winning the Cup mm-hmm. by two goals to nil over, of course, the NPL side, uh, Sydney United 58, formerly Sydney Croatia. But, unfortunately, it's been dominated by unsavoury headlines. What's been the wash-up on the situation? situation today? Uh, look, it, it has been, you know, and it's, it is very unfortunate. You know, I think um, I, I saw that once I got home. For me, being at the ground, um, you know, you, you sort of don't see it. You, you, don't, you don't see some of the images that get um, put on TV. So you're just there soaking up the atmosphere. And it was a great atmosphere. You know, the, the amount of people that came out to support, um, you know, Sydney United in particular, but be there for the final. It made for an incredible final. Uh, one which MacArthur won, and and like you said, they take out their first uh, piece of of silverware. But unfortunately, it's um, you know a small group of fans that that are dominating um, the headlines at the moment, and it is disappointing. You know, it started with the Welcome to Country, which was disrupted by fans not you know showing respect and and allowing that to take place, and and, and allowing the the lady to um, you know to basically do the Welcome to Country without any interruption. You know. That's a little bit disappointing. And then, obviously, there were some other scenes as well with with some fans. So, look, the fact we're talking about this, and, and I know it does tend to happen a lot, you know, the, the media tend to pick on a, the negative side of football things. But, look, the reality is some of the scenes that we saw were, were disgusting, you know, to, to 
put it bluntly in the way it is. But I, I think the generalise, there's been a lot of generalising about, you know, the club in, as a whole um, and Croatian people as a whole because of this, which is which is wrong. And, and we, you know, need to respect that a little bit as well, that it is a small group of people that have, you know, their beliefs and, and, and use these, um, you know, football matches and other areas to share those with the world. And, and they're wrong. You know, like I said, it was disgusting, some of the things that we saw. But... Um, look, I think the from what I hear, Football Australia is looking into it. They are working with City United, um, you know, to find out who these people are and to try and get to the bottom of, of stopping this because we don't want to see, you know, headlines dominated by, you know, stupidity and stupid people at the end of the day. It was a great game, a good atmosphere, but unfortunately, uh, here we are talking about some stupid people doing silly things. Yeah, and it happens in a number of codes. You know, certainly the AFL have got a few issues at Hawthorne, and we know that the NRL have had issues over time, and now the spotlight is uh, well and truly on uh, the world game, and let's hope it is sorted out. As you said, it's just a minority. Saying that, the A-League kicks off this weekend. We know that Sydney FC, your former club, are at home to Melbourne victory. That's one of the standout matches. What sort of A-League season are we in for, which is going to be a little bit different because we will be pausing the A-League for about a month for the World Cup. Look, we will, which is is interesting in itself. But I think it's, look, it's exciting for many reasons. I think the fact that there's only six weeks of A-League and then there's a break for the World Cup. Look, I, I, I would have liked potentially, and I know it's, it wasn't possible because of FIFA, every, every league around the world has to stop. But look, I think the fact that we do that allows us to get a little bit of a taste of the A-League for a couple of weeks. And then, you know, once on the back of the World Cup, we can sort of, you know, drive home and get people out to the stadiums. But I, I'm looking forward to it. I think there's been so many quality signings all around the league. My former club, Sydney FC, has got a brand new stadium and, you know, round one against Melbourne Victory with Nani. Coming, uh, coming to town, I think that's going to be an incredible atmosphere. And look, just in general, I think the fact that, you know, we seem to have moved, moved forward from all the disruptions and COVID and weather that has hampered the last couple of seasons. And, you know, fans can look forward to just knowing week to week when their team's playing and making sure they can get out there. And what we want to see is, is stadiums full again. You know, I look back on years gone by before COVID and just the atmosphere and the scenes of games and highlights from back then. And, and I miss those days, you know, and there's, there's a genuine buzz and, and bit, good bit of feel heading into this, into this season. So, Look, I'm hoping that people show up and they go and support their teams and, and um, you know, we can enjoy the atmosphere and what will be an incredible couple months. Yeah, and it kicks off, of course, uh, with Melbourne City uh, taking on Western United. As we know, Western United, John Aloisi, who took him, of course, to the title last season, has done an enormous job, hasn't he, Alex? Look, he has, you know, and he, he was up with uh, Brisbane Roar and had a frustrating time over there, um, you know, and... and not many people thought that he could come to a squad like Western United and um, and do what he did. You know, I for one didn't even have them um, in the top six in my in my early season predictions. So it shows what sort of coach he is. The players love him. They they speak so highly of what it's like to work under him and and how he goes about his business. And you could see it. I mean, I, I you know, speaking honestly, if you look at the squads on paper, his squad compared to the rest of the league. Again, I, I don't have him in the top four or five teams um, on paper, but what he was able to get out of that team consistently on a weekly basis, which, you know, in the A-League, it's it's small differences that matter. You know, when you consider there's a salary cap, which, um, you know, is in our league, it's difficult and it's small details that matter 
that separate a team from the rest, you know, and he was able to just have his team playing so, so much good football from week to week. They were clinical. They were, you know, like a well-oiled machine and he surprised everybody. So look, can he do it again? Um, again, I'm, I'm not sure. There haven't been too many um, additions to his squad, but again, I mean, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. He's got a good squad there that he knows he can rely on. And I'm sure they will be up there again. I tell you what, they've got the derby, of course, happening there on the northern New South Wales coast, Central Coast Mariners taking on Newcastle. But what a story regarding Garan Kual, the 18-year-old who was basically playing youth football and now he's in the northeast of England joining Newcastle United. What a story that shows, uh, what can be achieved by people that have got potential, young boys that have got potential here in the A-League. Look, an incredible story. Only this morning I was talking about it with a few mates, just how surprised we are. I mean, the kid hasn't even played 90 minutes of football yet in the A-League and he's been signed by a Premier League club. It's it's a great story. It's, um, you know, something that kids all dream of, right? Um, you know, coming through and, and, and getting a crack in the A-League and all of a sudden ending up playing in the Premier League one day. So for him, it's it's incredible. You know, I'm pretty sure that he, he doesn't head over there till January. So I do think we get to see him. That's correct. Um, you know, running around until then uh, in a Mariners jersey and in the A-League, which is great for fans to, to turn out and see how he, uh, how he goes. But it is, look, an incredible move. And there's been a lot of young Australian kids going overseas now, which is great for our national team. I think in, you know, potentially the next World Cup and, and, and so forth, I think we're starting to see a lot more young players that will eventually start to, you know, put their make their mark in, in European leagues and, and our national team will benefit greatly from that. But look, an incredible story. And again, grateful that we get to see him uh, for the first couple of weeks anyway, still playing in the A-League. Of course, you're a long way from it to a certain degree, but you're across it. Back uh, here in Western Australia, the Perth Glory had a wretched season last year. You know, COVID and the fact that they had to play away for the most part over the last couple of years has taken its toll on the club. They took out the wooden spoon and now they've been dealt another blow where they can't play a lot of their games at their traditional rectangular home ground, HBF Park, which is getting ready for the FIFA Women's World Cup. So they're playing at a suburban ground that's being done up to cater for the fans. They've been active. Andy Keogh's been active in the market. How do you see the Perth glory? Can they bounce back to a certain degree? Um, look, to a certain degree, I, I do think so. I think Andy Keogh, very well respected in, in you know, football. And, you know, I, I think from a recruitment point of view, look, you just, you never know how, how foreign players in particular will come in and will settle. So I think it's, you know, again, looking at my former club, Sydney FC, they've got a few players that they brought in. Look, you just never know, right? I mean, as good as a recruitment can be, you hope that they settle in well, that they take to the Australian, you know, conditions and the team and, and all of that, and, um, and and they start the season on fire. So, look, for Perth, fortunately, I mean, they, they can't do any worse than last year, really. And they, they still do have a, a good squad. They brought in, you know, Musti Amini as well, uh, young Kolokovsky, who, who wasn't getting much game time in, in uh, Melbourne City. is there. We know he can score goals. So... Look, I'm expecting, um, I am expecting better from Perth, definitely. Uh, it will be a difficult season, again, with the stadium, like you mentioned. But, uh, look, it, it will be tough for them, I think. But they, they do have a long way to go to get, to get you know, the club back on, on track and where they, where they were. It is a, a proud club with, with some very, very good history. Um, and last season would have been difficult for them. Yeah, and as we let you go, Alex Brosk, and we look forward to seeing you as part of the uh, Network 10 Paramount Plus coverage. The English Premier League has certainly cranked up. What about that game last night? 
the Manchester Derby derby between uh, City and United. 6-3 in the end, but one stage, Manchester City were leading by six goals to one. And this Norwegian, Haaland, that Man City have recruited, <laughs> is just something out of the box, isn't he? Look, he's, he's um, as, a, as a former striker, he's just making a mockery out of how difficult it can be to score a goal, isn't he? He scored more goals individually than he had than 14 other Premier League clubs this year. It's it's ridiculous. He's um, look, he's going to go on. In the squad that he has there is is perfect behind him. Guys like De Bruyne. I mean, the assist that he gave for one of his goals. It's. Um, Look, it's incredible. I mean, I look at a team like that and think, imagine being a striker in that team. But on the flip side, the amount of work that he gets through and the, and the, the positions that he gets in, himself into, I mean, as a, as a you know midfield player with a striker like him, it must be a dream for them as well. So it just seems like a perfect, a perfect match for Manchester City. This is, has to be their, their best ever chance to win the Champions League. I think Pep has just got this team incredibly well um, established now with Haaland scoring goals for fun. So, look, it'll be a joy to see how they end up this season. The record that Haaland and and that team will no doubt break. Uh, But for Manchester United, geez, I mean, the fans were leaving already before halftime and it looks like it'll be another difficult season for them, unfortunately. Yeah, it was 4-0 at halftime and, as I said, got out to 6-1 before they scored a couple of late consolation goals, including a penalty United to get it back to 6-3. Alex, thanks for your time. Really appreciate it. We will keep in touch and I look forward to seeing you around the the soccer rounds around the country during the course of this A-League season, of course, also heading into the World Cup and we'll talk closer to time about the Socceroos' chances. Thanks for your time today. No worries, Peter. Thank you. Alex Brosk joining us to to give us a bit of a snapshot into the A-League, which gets underway, as I mentioned, Friday night. And the first match, uh, Melbourne City taking on uh, Western United, which is uh, basically a replay of the big one from last season. And there's a couple of standout games. By the way, Perth Glory play on Sunday and they take on the Western Sydney Wanderers. Thanks for joining us tonight. I hope you've enjoyed the program. I'll be back again tomorrow night from 5. All thanks to Toolmark, the Complete Tool Centre. This has been Drive with Peter Vlahos on SENWA.